0: Who lives in Lynchburg. Uh, roanoke Blacksburg Regional Airport, 32 degrees as of 7.05. Uh, Lynchburg Airport, 25, Danville 22.
1: Well, somebody that's familiar with meteorologists. From all over. And news anchors. Sure. And news cameras. Mm -hmm. And made that transition to become our guy over at the uh, VDOT locally. That's Lynn Stevens. He's with us this morning. Good morning, Lynn.
2: Good morning. How are you doing?
1: Good. So let me publicly apologize for calling you at 5.50 the other morning.
2: Oh, no, it's okay.
0: <laughs> so, like,
1: oops. Oops. I yeah. don't know. Did you ever
0: have to do mornings? <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: In fact, a few times when I would do morning shows, I really enjoyed them because morning television programs, if they're done right, you have a little time to show a little personality as, right. well as cover the news. and. When you have good co-anchors, uh, it can be a fun experience. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you you rise uh, long before the sun, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then you realize, hey, what am I going to do with the rest of my day?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Lynn, how, how long were you behind the camera?
2: Oh, gosh. Or not uh, behind in it, in camera, in front of the camera. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: He might have been behind it because, you know, a lot of these people started like, hey, can you do the news tonight? Our guy is sick. <laughs> Jeff Taylor has a similar story. Right. But anyways,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. behind no, I mean,
1: or in front.
2: Actually, I'm sorry?
1: I said behind or in front of the camera.
2: Yeah, well, I started in, in uh, 94, and I was behind a camera for a number of years. And then when I started my on-camera career, that was in 98, okay. and that was in eastern North Carolina as a cub reporter. And I loved the experience. I was getting paid in sunshine, but uh, <laughs> I was also covering the hurricanes, which was a real blast oh You could have
0: been doing, like, uh, radio <laughs> then. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, oh, it, was, it was a fun experience, um, and, you know, and I, I had the bug uh, long before then, but it was it was a lot of fun.
0: Well, now you're, uh, tell us about your, your new uh, position and, and what you're doing there with VDOT.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm working for VDOT as the communications director for the Lynchburg District, and it's been a wonderful transition for me. Um, I've uh, bounced around a bit, and I did not ever want to leave Lynchburg, so when the job came available, I took it, and I wanted to, and uh, I was familiar with Paula Jones. I had interacted with her. This mm-hmm. is her job that I took over as she retired. and She's doing quite well in retirement for those who are interested. And uh, I just jumped at it and I was very fortunate to get the job. And it's been a wonderful experience for me. VDOT is a fantastic organization. The people I'm working with are just the best and uh, I've loved every minute of it.
1: Well, I have to tell you, Lynn, I, was, I helped a buddy of mine. I used to be in construction and uh, we were there on a weekend at your repair garage, and we replaced the countertop at the service counter, you know, for the for that. Yeah. And so I got to see, got to meet some of your folks because we started on a Friday afternoon going into the evening, then all day Saturday. And I couldn't believe the, uh, the equipment they had down there and the fact that you service your own vehicles. And it's, it's not just changing the oil in these trucks. You guys no. do some full-fledged mechanic work there.
2: Yeah, and the winters uh, are extremely tough on these vehicles, Yeah, and so you're you're talking about taking the plow blades off and making sure that they're functioning properly, that everything, they inspect everything on those vehicles, and they do a wonderful job keeping them in shape, and it, it is a challenge when we lose a vehicle that that is out for repair, so we try to get those repairs done as quickly as possible.
1: So that's, that's good to know you guys are kind of like keeping it all in-house. Let's talk about your your website, you guys just upgraded it here the other day. It had been yeah. stagnant since 2008, which is a long run for a website to, uh, to be in place, but yeah. you guys have revamped it. How has it changed?
2: Oh, it's well, we've, I, uh, first off, I think I just want to say the web team did a fantastic job with the new website. If you've been on it, you can see it's a totally different experience to the one that you're used to. You mentioned it, it hasn't been adjusted since 2008. So we needed a redesign. They did a fantastic job with this. It's, the goal of this website is to make it easier for all sorts of users to find the information that they want to find. And uh, you have a search function on there. You have It's just laid out better. I think intuitively the information that you need is just easier to access. And we know that a lot of people use mobile devices now. Right. And this website is now mobile accessible. So you can get on your phone and access the website, and it, the experience should be pretty much exactly the same as if you're using your desktop or your laptop. Uh, The other thing that we're doing is uh, we have a connection to 511virginia.org right there on the website. So you can just click on See travel alerts and boom, it takes you right over to 511, which is real time traffic data about our roads. Uh, Are there any crashes out there? Uh, Construction, where are the slow points? And you can see that in real time. And that's really a neat tool to have right there rather than having to jump around there's also a search feature if, if something is kind of hiding on you and you can't quite find it, you just search for it. And so we're, we're pretty proud with uh, the website that we've created here. This is kind of a website that's more forward-looking now. It's mm-hmm. keeping the future in mind. And, again, the web team, I think, just did a fantastic job.
1: So people are going to be traveling a lot these you know over these next few days. And I, I don't know. I haven't seen the long-term forecast, but thinking keeping VDOT in mind – uh, you guys probably look at these models of you know December and January. What are you guys you know seeing as far as? Because I know you team up with meteorologists and all that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, we do, and we did have our weather briefing, uh, and we've also had a seminar uh, where we had a bunch of folks that are working with us to prepare for winter weather. And yes, the, so I am not a meteorologist, but I can tell you the information that we've heard that this is going to be a an El Nino and a, and a strong one, actually that we were told uh, December was going to be fairly kind to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we get into January, maybe mid to late January in particular, that El Nino is going to strengthen. And that for our section of the country, the mid-Atlantic states, that means more precipitation. And then as we get into February, we were told that's the one that could be the, the roughest month okay. in terms of snowfall. Right. So, um that's a very general prediction, of course. It's very difficult to predict weather more than, you know, it's really, if you, if you get a forecast that's 10 days in advance, and, mm-hmm. you know, that, that ninth and tenth day, that's a little more iffy, sure. if you will. But these are more long-term patterns and, Uh, I also saw a forecast in Richmond where the uh, meteorologist was saying, hey, the last time we had a pattern like this set up was the last time we had a white Christmas Mm. uh, in in Richmond. And so now it does not look as though we're going to have a white Christmas here. There's nothing to indicate that that's going to be the case. Uh, But we still have some time, and I do think that January, and especially February, are going to be the tough months for us.
1: With the the increase, I mean, everybody's talking inflation. It it doesn't matter if you're buying a will-bearing, or a Snowblade, or 50,000 tons of you know, salt and brine. Uh, what, what does that look like for you guys as you've had to try to forecast and not overbuy, especially with the way things, I don't know if they're ever going to come back down. Maybe I'll ask your, your news anchor background about that one. But um, how do you guys kind of forecast that part, knowing that the costs have gone up and hopefully your budgets have increased some to, to compensate?
2: Uh, Well, we do have increased budgets, and I can tell you that because last winter was actually very kind to us Mm -hmm. uh, in in terms of how much uh, brine and whatnot we had to put out on the roads, I think, you know, we are in very good shape right now. I don't know exactly how much the costs have fluctuated. Um, I wasn't in the purchasing part of that, but I can tell you that in the Lynchburg District, we have about $10 million allocated to winter weather road maintenance. Mm -hmm. And uh, that means that includes more than 530 pieces of snow removal equipment, wow. 32,000 tons of salt, another 6,600 tons of abrasives, mm-hmm. like sand, and whatnot, um, 242,000 gallons of brine. Uh, we have some liquid chloride that is used to make the brine, and we have more than 460 VDOT and contract employees ready to go. So we feel very confident in our plan. People sometimes don't realize that uh, we start preparing for winter weather in July.
0: Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's interesting. You know, July. You're thinking, you know, how do I beat the heat? I got to get to the pool or get in the shade. And we're talking about doing dry runs and how much salt do we have on hand and uh, and you know whatnot. So, it, it's, because uh, a
0: bad yeah. storm and an unanticipated bad storm can really throw you guys, you know, for a loop as far as your budget. I mean, it can have a huge yeah. impact.
2: Yeah. And the other thing about the budget is there's no point at which we would say, oh, you know, let's say we have a really, really bad winter and then another storm hits. There's no point at which we would say, gee, you know, we don't, or we don't like how much money we're spending on this. We'll just not we'll just right. handle this one. That, that's not part of the equation, right? So mm-hmm. no matter what, when it snows, when there's ice on the roads, when the roads are slick, we're going to get our crews out there and we're going to take care of them. We already had one, actually, uh, it was, uh, what, two weeks ago. This was up in uh, Nelson County. Um, there was some snow, it was actually about four inches of snow that fell up there near the ski slope, Wintergreen. Oh, okay. So we had our yeah. trucks moving and plowing and that was our first real measurable snow. And uh, it was just a little taste, you know, of what is yet to come. But it's, it's interesting that the rest of the district got nothing. Huh. And that illustrates Virginia's topography and even just the Lynchburg District topography. Yeah. Uh, there's a massive difference in what you'll see on the roads up in, say, northern Nelson County, where the elevations are higher, and then, say, Halifax County on the south side. Completely different weather.
1: One one final question, and, and we do appreciate your, your time this morning, Lynn. What's, what's the biggest challenge for you guys when you know there's a storm coming? We, as not just listeners of the show, but as citizens, what is... What is that best plan for citizens to plan for that makes y'all's job easier?
2: I think the number one thing I tell people is to be weather aware, to pay attention to the forecast, you know, be aware of what's going on. And if a storm is coming, by gosh, please listen, what kind of storm are we going to get? And when, when people like me are saying, hey, please stay off the roads, we'd love it if people would listen to that because the safest place to be always during an inclement weather event is indoors and not out on the roads. Now sometimes we'll have a a light rain or a a light dusting of snow, and I'm not going to be telling people to stay off the roads for that. But when when you hear me or others from VDOT or or other officials saying, hey, really not a good idea to be out in this, uh, please heed that warning because it can change very, very quickly. And as we just talked about, the different weather you'll see in different parts of, of the district, mm-hmm. you may get a false sense. You may be on a primary in a relatively flat area and say, yeah, the weather, roads are fine. And mm-hmm. then you get into a secondary and you hit that, that slick spot. And it, you really have to be on your toes. Many, many times I've heard of, of accidents, some of them serious. And there was a choice made to, to tra- travel when it was not necessary. And so... That's really the biggest one for us. and then if you the other thing is if you do have to be on the roads and it's bad out there and our plows are out there, give them space. please don't get too close to the plows. let these guys have the space they need to, to work uh, give them several hundred several yards at least and maybe a hundred yards behind them to let them do their job um, because it the quicker they can get it done, the better it is for everybody
1: Sure. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for for being with us. Uh, We hope you guys and gals, your whole team over there at VDOT, has a wonderful holiday season. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you. And it'll probably not be good news that we have to get a hold of you. but uh, but (laughs) I'll
3: get
2: up early
4: for you. I know you will.
1: You guys take care. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon, okay?
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lynn Stevens, VDOT communication uh, spokesperson. Uh, Janet and I'll be back with a Friday Funny here at 719. Thanks for being here. And um, we're
0: Christmas Traditions.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. <laughs>
3: It makes California very diverse, which, which is fine, but also very politically correct because they don't want anyone to be offended by anything. So they, they didn't call it a Christmas party. I said, it's a Christmas party. And they said, well, no, don't don't say that. Uh, and I said, well, then I'll, I'll say happy Hanukkah too. And they're like, no, because then you'll have to say, have a beautiful boxing day and a Quasi Kwanzaa and a terrific Timcat, just forget it. It's a <laughs> holiday party, just call it a holiday party. And they changed the songs. They didn't play I'm dreaming of a white Christmas uh, for two reasons on that one and um, (laughs) Frosty the Snowman is now Caitlin a person of snow (laughs) we three kings of Orient are very offended that you would say Orient you can't say Orient anymore because they don't want to offend Asians, and you can't say spick and span anymore because they don't want to offend Latinos. Yep. You you have to say spick and Spaniard. It's very, very touchy. There you oh go, Miss Rose.
0: Oh, my.
1: Are you taking notes over there so you I, make sure? It's so, you
0: it's so very
1: hard. Offend I mean, anyone?
0: It, well, you know, you can offend someone without even trying. I know. It's just so easy. I know. To, to to offend. Imagine if I tried <laughs> to offend someone. Wow, that would be interesting. Uh, so we were talking about Christmas traditions around the world. Right. So I mean, we have some weird traditions. We and, do, and I mean, we you know we cut trees down, and, you know, bring them inside. Uh, <laughs> we kiss under poisonous parasitic plants, things like that. <laughs> wow, mistletoe. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. But but there are even stranger things in other parts of the world. Okay. For example, right in Peru, Peru, all right. Christmas Day starts out with families making their way to church. Oh, that's good. A lot I mean, of people we, do that, sure. On on Christmas, but later that morning and into the afternoon, mm-hmm. it is time for. Let me make sure I say it right. Uh, Takanakane,
1: Takanakane,
0: yeah, uh, which means to strike and it, and it's a mhm uh it's a it's a fist fighting festival now in america many times christmas day might end up that way but
1: not intentionally <laughs> it's not organized just a, a bad family situation it's just, it's just a bad
0: yeah. family situation they start talking politics maybe Oh, oh my gosh, or, yeah. or or bringing up old grudges and then it just ends poorly right but in peru they they have this fist fighting festival i hear this
1: is the christmas song
0: Exactly. Right. Let's Ching 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 Happy happy happy. Right. it's an opportunity for friends, families, neighbors and business partners to settle
1: their differences
0: outside of the
1: courts. Even Oh, your kid. Now this Well, okay. That would clear the docket in the court system really easily.
0: It could also, in the rural areas, it's kind of hard to get on the docket. Okay. So, uh, apparently, the Peruvians there, right. are they're just going to settle this on their own terms. There are at least a couple of dozen fights a day, usually. Okay. The participants are usually men in their 20s and 30s, but there are also women and teenagers...
1: Well, we don't want to leave them out. No.
0: They cannot fight before Christmas Day. They have to hold it. Before the match, they have to announce who they are, why they're fighting, and then embrace before the round starts.
1: Interesting.
0: Each fight lasts from five to ten minutes. Okay. Opponents cannot hit each other while one person is on the ground. Okay. There are no weapons allowed. There is a referee. Wow. Nice uh and it, if it begins leaning too far in one person's favor uh those who are <laughs> who are elderly or have disabilities oh, can, can have a proxy
1: oh yes i want my strong <laughs> yes exactly son-in-law to fight for me
0: <laughs> i'm i'm 80 but i'm bringing in a 28 year old you know who, who's been cutting weight for the past two weeks <laughs> to see how they do um the person who loses Oh, boy. Must then publicly apologize to the town.
1: Oh, wow, the whole town.
0: But both parties must again embrace after the fight. So fight it out, but then hug it out later. Mm -hmm. I kind of like it. I'll tell you. Yeah. So the assumption is if you agree to fight... Uh, you're announcing the umbrage of the offense and then after the fight regardless of who wins you're supposed to hug and make peace in the town square and you promise the villagers that the dispute is over and then the day is punctuated by a giant feast with probably soft things to chew after right. all that fighting <laughs> I'm guessing right so that's interesting I don't know that I that I would like uh, that I would embrace that um, in Ethiopia uh, Christmas is celebrated on January the 7th
1: the seventh okay
0: I'm not really sure why. Uh, it's the conclusion. Oh, okay, it's the conclusion of a 45 day fasting period that begins oh in late gosh. November.
1: Wow! Holy cow! Yeah. Well, I mean, we learned in our Sunday school they were talking about the Advent and they were talking about the different traditions that have come from different parts of the world to right. our country early on, mm-hmm. and some of it involved fasting. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, on Christmas Eve, people dress in all white, gather for church service, which ends around. Three to four a.m. Wow! Holy cow! Jeez! People then go home to sleep mm-hmm. and break their fast with a light meal. Okay. Can you imagine? Like you're you're fasting for forty five days and then you got to stay awake until four a.m. for the okay. Not uh, me. <laughs> yeah, it'd be difficult. Uh, the next actual traditional celebra- the, then the actual traditional celebration begins. Okay. Families and neighbors gather. Uh, then sometimes they they will um, slaughter an animal and they have a whole whole community thing going mm-hmm. on there. Okay, don't love that. Now this one I've heard of in Japan. Yes, Christmas is absolutely the busiest time of year for what restaurant?
1: Do you know this? There's steakhouses. KFC. No way. Yes. Really. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting.
0: It is. It's very traditional for Japanese families to I have go to KFC. KFC. Closest thing to a turkey, I guess. Maybe I don't know. That's the, well. This was. This is a sign of brilliant marketing on behalf of KFC in Japan. They
1: put the packages together in didn't the
0: nineteen seventies. Wow. This has become a huge. Um, practice in Japan since the 1970s. So you 1970s. get the mashed
1: potatoes, you get all the fixins. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, yeah. that, is, that is brilliant.
0: So so the rumor is that a store manager dressed up like Santa Claus and delivered KFC to a Japanese school. The kids loved it and he launched an advertising campaign. And then another is that Japanese people began buying KFC because turkeys weren't readily available. Right. Um, but it is, it is a big deal and I saw that... Um, Like in one of the UK things, there was a a Japanese participant in the bake-off, and they actually did a KFC bucket, and they talked about the tradition of eating KFC. Oh, jeez. Wow. Uh, One more from the Ukraine. Spiders. What? On Christmas trees. Made from straw, beads, and wire. Oh, okay, no. Because they believe spiders bring prosperity. Really? uh,
1: Yeah, to those who participate. They just scare me,
0: honestly. Yeah, well, the straw ones shouldn't be too scary, (laughs) I wouldn't think. Uh, we got WDBJ7 on the way. They're going to get you your uh, latest headlines.
1: Yeah, Kimberly McBroom checking in with us here in about uh, a minute or so. First CBS News Brief, though, 731. As of
0: 733, we had 32 degrees at the Roanoke Blacksburg Airport, Lynchburg Regional Airport, 25 degrees, and uh, 23 at the
1: Danville Airport. Uh Uh-oh. It's a popular tradition. Yeah but it could also be a holiday hazard. Uh-oh. Rona County Fire Department is putting out the warnings after a family experienced a really bad situation with an elf on the shelf.
0: I have the story down,
1: too. Crews responded to a call about smoking a house Wednesday yeah, and found one of Santa's helpers literally being burned.
0: See, I think all this is a lie. I think somebody like me who hates the elf on the
1: shelf just lit his butt up. I think that's what happened. <laughs> well, it said a Christmas light was the uh, the transgressor in was this it? case.
0: Have they run forensics on that? Apparently. Do they know if there's lighter fluid? Well, I, you know what?
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. Apparently, uh, the elf on the shelf was making his way to higher ground mm-hmm. to keep the uh, watchful eye on the kids. Okay. And got his ass burned up on the way.
5: Okay. So. <laughs> Oh,
0: you are going to be in. You are on the naughty list for sure. Your mom's going to I've got everything
1: I want. I don't need anything. Uh, He doesn't take away stuff, does he? Wait. Uh, Oh, he'll take stuff away. Oh, my gosh. Make no mistake about it. Sorry. Mm. I should have said
0: arse. Yeah, you should (laughs) have. The roles uh, were reversed yesterday for some first responders in Campbell County after a truck flipped on its side. Uh, At about 3 p.m. cruised with the Concord Volunteer. Fire Department were responding to a chimney fire on Smoky Hollow Road when they crashed going around a turn. A volunteer driver and three other volunteers were on the truck. Fortunately, no one was injured. The training, safety, and well-being of volunteers and staff are always a priority. uh, While we're incidents of this nature do occur at times we are relieved and grateful that no one was injured in this incident mm. that according to the campbell county public safety director tracy fairchild uh, we will be in cooperation with the volunteer fire department as the unit is inspected and evaluated
1: for future service 866-916-3776 on the line mr dale from uh, not huddleston anymore what's the name of the uh the the report that you gave this morning, uh, what was the name of the town yesterday? Signa or Ig- Igna? Rigna. Rigna.
0: Regina. Rigna. Rigna. Rigna.
1: Rigna. Oh, Rigna.
0: Sorry. Rigna. Sorry. Got it. Twenty three in Rigna's at Rigna Regional Driveway this morning. Okay. uh I, well, I I know. Uh, did you? What time was that taken? <laughs> I'm gonna need You're a time down. stamp. Okay. Oh, Thank you. Uh,
4: Seven thirty five.
0: Thanks. Okay. Thanks. So you have a story for us? Truth and. Truth and temperatures. Continue.
4: Yes, I have. I have a little story for. Uh, I know that Janet will enjoy. Uh oh. She got a couple minutes to listen.
0: Sure. Sure. I've been doing a lot of that today. Continue.
4: <laughs> okay. This is called the ode of Sure Thing Stevens. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Sure Thing Stevens was a renowned diviner. He had an illustrious career spanning over 35 years, during which time he had successfully discovered over 900 water and oil wells. His record of success was exceptional. When hired to find a well, he succeeded on every occasion without a single failure. Due to his unblemished success rate, people would send requests for sure Stevens Stevens's service from all around the world. Even the famous oil tycoon T. Boone Pickens had heard of Stevens' proficiency at divining for oil wells and wished to avail himself of sure services oh, no. mr pickens no, instructed one of his representatives to contact mr stevens and offer him the opportunity to prove his ability on a particularly difficult parcel of land owned by mr pickens sure thing stevens was known for his willingness to accept the most daunting of challenges so he eagerly accepted the offer from t Boone Pickens. mr pickens representative made the arrangement and soon sure thing arrived at the aforementioned location he was slightly apprehensive at first knowing T. Boone's reputation for demanding results from those in his employ, but Mr. Stevens quickly overcame his trepidation and began his work. He removed his famous divining rods from his custom case and started his search. After several hours of, oh, of tediously mapping and scouring the area designated for his search, Short efforts had not yielded any positive results. He decided to call it a day, and as night made its arrival, he would be back at the break of dawn the next day. However, this pattern of no success repeated itself for the subsequent nine days. Finally, sure thing Stevens had to admit defeat. Although he preached, approached the task with a meeting with Mr. Pickens in order to personally represent the results of his efforts. After he had was announced and T. Boone acknowledged him, sure Things Stevens nervously began his report. Mr. Pickens, he said, it is with a heavy heart and a terrible feeling of remorse that I must divulge to you the results of my efforts to find oil on the property that you hired me to search. I was unsuccessful in my attempt and therefore I must succeed that in my 35 years plus in the field of endeavor, my results, my efforts resulted in the first no well. <laughs>
1: That's not bad. <laughs> she's, she's saying, I know this thing's going to end in a pun. Yeah. I just know it. <laughs> Is she conscious? <coughs> yes, she's aware. Uh,
0: I'm here. She's
1: still, it, I mean, it took her breath away, literally.
0: <laughs> I'm going to take somebody's breath away. Um, I would like to meet you in Peru on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, that's where they fight people. That's where you, that's where you work out your, will, your grievances. I will send Mark as my proxy. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: be my proxy. Oh, gee, thanks.
0: Or Trey, since yeah, he is yeah, also the Trey. lover of puns.
1: Yeah, yeah, send Trey. <laughs> Trey could oh. use a good butt whooping.
0: You know you know I you know I love you. I do. Despite that horrible pun, I still love you. It's all good. Oh it's Merry Christmas and ho 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 and the first in the first the- Noel. Yeah. That's right. You're a terrible person. You were just terrible. Wow,
1: from love to terrible, that's quite a swing.
0: Well, you know. I'll
4: bring a copy of it for you on, on tomorrow uh, night if you want to keep it as a keepsake and hang on your Christmas
0: tree. I'll tell you what, you can exchange the uh, the white chocolate that I'm going to leave on your reserved seat with with that. I won't be using it in the show, (laughs) but...
1: (laughs) Hey, thanks for the call, Dale. Oh, my word. He is a hoot. He
0: loves to torture me so much. (laughs) I'm glad I can bring him pleasure in that way. Yeah, yeah, well... Bring a little joy... In his life, yeah. ...to his life. (laughs) Because if I responded with laughter, that wouldn't be the reaction he
1: wanted. Uh, This is true. This is true. Because he
0: knows how groany these things are to me. You're
1: going to catch, possibly, uh, one of his alter egos around two... Oh five, this afternoon on you know Barkley Van Camp Mark. Oh yeah, he Barkley Van Camp and Robbins. Yeah. He loves them. Oh gosh, he he's hilarious on their show yeah. when they do the the music trivia stuff. I mean,
0: we we joke back and forth, but I really do I really do love the guy. Yeah, Um and I am
1: looking forward to seeing him tomorrow. And he's living in two. T- he's got two zip codes apparently. Wow. Yeah. Living where he's living under two names. Okay. Plus, he gives us the weather forecast. so mm-hmm. Can't okay. be all bad.
0: So uh, he did mention the the uh, the Christmas on the Ridge. The, mm-hmm. It's a wonderful life show that's going to be taking place tomorrow at six at uh, in Amherst uh, at Second Stage Theater, and then at four on Sunday. Uh, would love to see you if you can uh, can make it. I think you'll you'll find it will definitely put you in the holiday spirit. Here's the other thing that they're doing. You know, they do a lot of artsy things mm-hmm. at. Um, at second stage And because this is Kind of Appalachian driven Because Rose Ridge is on in, in the Appalachia, and We talk a lot about You know that, that kind of lifestyle And that rural living And that kind of thing uh, They're actually going to be doing you, you can come And the doors open at 530 And they're actually going to be doing These homemade ornaments That you can make Much like okay. they would make In the Appalachia okay. And you can hang it On the tree there uh, that, that is on the stage And then you can take those home with you afterwards because nice. they do a lot of art things there for sure. children and adults yep. and uh, if you don't know a lot about second stage check them out because there's so many opportunities for adults and kids uh, to take in throughout the year and they're you know getting ready for 2024 right now some of the other things that are going to be going on this weekend uh, if you're up in the Manita area east lake community church is going to be uh, having a very special event uh, that's going to take place from uh, well, it's going to start today, run through the 17th, from 5:30 until nine each evening. They're going to have lights and music and Santa photos and cookies and cocoa and craft vendors and ice skating. That's right. You ice heard skating. Me. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Christmas tree light show, outdoor nativity. I don't know if that's a live nativity or not, but it might be. Hmm. Uh, and that's going to be at uh, East Lake Community Church. So if you're in that area of Manita, you, you know you might want to okay. might want to take that in. That might Sounds be fun.
1: Good. All right. I know we got a five and dine to do. I'm, I, you know, there's still fallout from yesterday's story. Uh, I'm seeing it on online about Jill's oh, that, that little weird, house of horror Christmas horrors.
0: It was so weird. Did you ever watch I, the I whole thing? I watched the whole
1: thing with the music. It's disturbing. Underneath it. Yeah. It's very it, weird. It's, 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 we're talking about uh, Jill Biden's video that they put yeah. out yesterday of her decorating and the, the smash up of Alice in Wonderland and doesn't it remind you that
0: it's supposed to be the nutcracker but it looks right. like alice in wonderland it does
1: with some of the characters to it's Kinda me,
0: scary like i don't know what they drank out of that little bottle in alice in wonderland but they definitely drank it before they
2: filmed that <laughs> for sure it's time for janet's five and Dine on the morning jam give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a
3: delicious meal tonight
0: Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day, getting you ready for the holidays with great prices on all your traditional favorites like turkeys and hams, and uh, whether it's country ham or spiral-sliced ham, they also have a great variety of uh, shrimp and seafood, if that's your thing. Uh, so many wonderful things to take in and enjoy with uh, FNL Market. And we are going to be sharing a recipe with you today. I told you I'm going Italian. This year, because right. a lot of that can be done ahead of time, and I want it to be stress free
1: on Christmas Eve. We're well, I doing... told you I wanted to go Italian on Christmas Day.
0: That didn't happen. And, Did you well, that? It,
1: it might be happening.
0: It's not off the table. My mother in
1: law didn't know it. She's texted me and said, We're doing lasagna? Uh,
0: <laughs> we're doing lasagna Don't. at my house for sure, and, and <laughs> chicken Alfredo. Uh, if you're wanting a make ahead uh, dish that would be delicious for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, mm-hmm. that might be kind of. Uh, different. I'm offering you a smash up this morning. This is a chicken alfredo lasagna that can be done ahead of time and it's really super delicious. Mm. I'm I'm actually thinking, because I'd forgotten about this recipe, about maybe instead of doing a traditional um, chicken alfredo, doing this instead and offering two different kinds of lasagnas as an offering because I think it would heat up so nicely. Uh, This is what you do. You're going to preheat your oven Did you say heat
1: up or eat up?
0: Yes. Uh preheat your oven to 375 and you're going to cook your lasagna noodles according to package instructions. I like to use the flat ones, but you can use the roughly ones if you want. In a large mixing bowl, you're going to put in 2 cups of cooked and shredded chicken now you can easily do this in your crock pot and, and make a nice tender shredded chicken that way or, or do it on the stovetop uh, you're gonna you can use a jarred alfredo sauce if you like I like to to make mine because it's just so easy it's just some uh, some cream uh, I saute some onions and, and garlic uh, and it's your cream butter parmesan mm-hmm. uh, but if you want to make it easy and do an alfredo sauce in a jar you you can do that I won't judge you too much. Then you'll add garlic powder, onion powder, Italian seasoning, salt and pepper and you're going to mix that together. In a 9 by 13 inch dish you're going to spread a thin layer of the chicken alfredo mixture. Layer the lasagna noodles on top of that mixture. Then you're going to add a layer of chopped spinach. Then put another generous amount of the alfredo mixture over the spinach. Sprinkle some mozzarella and parmesan over it and just repeat that until you've used up all your ingredients. Cover the dish with foil And then you bake it for 25 minutes. You can make this a a day or two in advance and then just pop it in the oven for 25 minutes until it's golden and bubbly and beautiful. You do need to let it cool for a few minutes so it will slice and serve beautifully and it really is a recipe that's, you know, worth trying. It's great for a Christmas or a dinner party or potluck or whatever you want to do. Find the recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's 5 and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. Brought to you by FNL Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg, where their meats are a cut above.
2: Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
0: I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at F&L Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL and Market, save on fresh Chesapeake oysters. 18 dollars a pint. Whole New York strips are $6.98 a pound. Family packed New York strip steaks are $7.98 a pound. Whole boneless sirloin tips are $4.98 a pound and whole boneless pork loins are $1.99 a pound. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member. Text FL Market to 833-605-1804. Stop by FNL Market today, 2517 Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg.
6: Their meat is a cut above. Hey, this is Jake with Any Day Outfitters, and we are kicking off the holiday season with big savings on all Ariat products. Take advantage of Ariat's holiday rebate. Starting November 19th through Christmas Eve, save on all area purchases at AnyDay Outfitters. The more you spend, the more you save. This includes big savings on area boots, hats, jackets, shirts, and more at AnyDay Outfitters. Located off Route 220 in the upper level of the Tower Shopping Center in Roanoke.
5: So we're always looking for ways to be safer
6: drivers. And
5: somebody who has unfortunately seen what happens when safe driving is not practiced is Randy Trost of the Trost Law Firm. He's joining us now to look at ways we can be safer drivers in light of new laws, like the new moveover laws in the Commonwealth of Virginia that took effect July 1st of 2023. Randy, thank you for your time. Elaborate, if you would, for us, the new moveover laws, particularly for those going on four-lane highways.
1: The moveover law has been expanded as of July 1st. Previously, you had to move over or slow down for emergency vehicles with their flashing lights now drivers will have to move over or if not possible move over slow down on four-lane highways if they have a vehicle on the side of the road with its hazard lights on or displaying caution signs or marked with properly lit flames or flares or torches so if you're not able to move over you need to slow down as you pass those disabled vehicles
5: just a word to the wise and of course if you're on a two-lane road it's wise to be slow to begin with, but especially slow down if you see those type of signs of distressed vehicles. That's right. Randy Trost, TrostLaw.com. For more, visit him at TrostLaw.com and call 777-HURT. That's 434-777-HURT or 540 hurt Randy, thank you for sharing some time and information on how we can be safer drivers out on the roads.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
6: My parents had their own love language. Fifty-seven years they were married before my mother passed away. That last Christmas we knew would be mom's last Christmas, so it was a special one. We knew this would be it. So anyway, we were all sitting around watching television, the movies, Wonderful Life, those Christmas movies. My mom's doing her crochet. My dad's in his chair. And he starts serenading my mother in their love language. Fifty-seven years of marriage. My mother didn't miss a beat. She didn't say anything. She puts her crochet down, she goes into the kitchen, comes back 20 minutes later with two hot dogs and a soda pop for her pasta. <laughs> How cool is that? So that night I'm laying in the fajita with Tammy. And I'm talking. I said, did you see that today? She goes, what? My parents, did you see that whole thing? She goes, I did. And I go, do you think we'll ever get there? You and me on that level? Tammy says, shoot me if we do. <laughs> You start hocking hairballs at me like that, it's over. <laughs> that was one of the most vile, disgusting things I've ever witnessed in my life. Wow, I thought it was beautiful.
1: <laughs> Just a grunt or a hum or a, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. So you've been around that long that you understand. That's Jeff Allen.
0: Yeah, he's a funny guy. Oh,
1: he's hilarious. Got I a few more him. funnies for you before the, before the show's over today. Yeah. So you've been uh, you've been pecking away over there on the keyboard.
0: Well, people are they're very texty. Today? today yeah yeah very text anything you can share uh well uh Teresa said after dale's call i'll never get that five minutes back again uh <laughs> agreed he loves to torture me and she said and us apparently wow uh he also wants to trade his white chocolate for a pan of lasagna that's an expensive replacement wow that's probably not gonna happen and then people have been sending in Uh, other Christmas traditions from around the world, some of which are very inappropriate. Oh, okay. Let me just say... Uh, it says, uh, check out the Dutch Christmas tradition of Black Pete, which I am familiar with because um, of Belschnickel. And the, um, it was a, uh, when Dwight got to do the Christmas traditions on The Office.
1: Oh, okay. I had forgotten about mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah, yeah he, when he was Belschnickel. Are you uh, impish or admirable? <laughs> and then you get smacked with a stick. Ooh, I want to do that tradition. <laughs> then, wow. I, then I could like judge you impish or admirable. I've got some people I would like to do that with today.
1: Wow! <laughs> Just
0: you either get you know a gift if you're admirable, you know, or if I judge you impish, you get a nice little little smack with a straw broom.
1: <laughs> oh, is this the uh...
0: Belshnickel? Oh yeah. my
1: gosh! Oh, of course we're gonna have to watch. Belshnickel is nigh. <laughs> That's very white. That's ah! not.
6: Oh, judgment
1: is nigh. Yeah. But
6: a belchnickel is I. Yes, he is finally nigh. <laughs> I am nigh!
3: Every year, my grandfather would dress up as belchnickel at Christmas. He was... okay at it. I am great. <laughs> now they say some people were born to be bad. Well, I was born. To be Belshnickel.
0: There you go.
6: <laughs> oh, Belshnickel has traveled from distant lands to discover how all the boys and the girls have been behaving this last year.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, too much droodle. So he's kind of like Santa, except dirty and worse.
6: <laughs> no, much better. No one fears Santa the way they fear Belshnickel. <laughs> no one fears Santa. Part
4: of Christmas, <laughs> the authority.
6: And the fear. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Come on,
5: Dwight,
3: you're making this up.
6: No. This is a real thing. Belschnickel is a crotchety, fur-clad gift giver related to other companions of St. Nicholas and the folklore of southwestern Germany. Oh, yes,
3: wow. of course. Okay, wow. great. Seriously, you guys? Now you believe in Dwight's traditions when some Democrat looks it up on Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh,
1: my. Yeah, they're
0: saying, hey, put the stick down. Well, I'm just saying, if you watch that episode, and I will tell you my kids love The Office so much yeah. that we will play all the Christmas episodes. Oh, were you? Okay. Yeah. You know, just for just for fun, we will do
1: that. Is that? Uh, did you just? What was that image? Stop
0: looking at my computer. No, you had
1: what's his name from Beetlejuice. Is there a Beetlejuice Christmas connection? Probably. Oh my gosh. I
0: mean, I don't know what it oh, is, but geez. yeah. Um, all right. So, where to go next? It's so um, it's so difficult to know where to go next. Uh, Supreme Court has made a uh, a ruling. In favor of Trump, I think, right? Didn't it favor something?
1: Or are we talking about?
0: We're. Uh, I'm talking about the um, semi-automatic weapons
1: ban. Oh, oh, that's in in across- the
0: yeah uh, Illinois law will continue to be litigated okay. in the lower courts. Right, but it would seem that the Supreme Court is allowing Illinois' semi-automatic weapons ban to stay in place at least for now. Okay. So that's a lot of people not happy about that, but they're still fighting on. Supreme
1: Court is such an interesting place on so many levels. They can they can choose to say we're going to let the let we're we're not going to take it, which means the lower court's decision stands. Right. You know, and and that applies to, I guess, that local region or whatever. But um, yeah, I was I, I heard that something went in Trump's favor yesterday in the Supreme Court with the January 6th thing or something. There's some kind of a judge that has suspended something that could not maybe play out until after the election, but that could something else could trigger that to go back into place. I don't know. I'm sorry to be so vague, but that I will tell you this much a lot of this Trump stuff is working its way through the court system, and some of it's going to die before it gets to the Democratic climax, so to speak, uh, because the Democrats. You know, they want this guy out. They are so afraid of him. They're trying to take him off the ballot in several states. And if they manage to get two or three important states, you know, that would, that would be enough to swing the election mm. know, to a Democrat, mm-hmm. which I think is wrong. Right. You know? I mean, let the American people. We're not stupid, although you think we well, are. I, but here's the thing. And, and,
0: and I mentioned I mentioned that that band in the next hour. We're going to be talking about just how much the Muslim rhetoric has accelerated since the the whole thing with Palestine. Yeah. You have a lot of Muslim leaders, particularly mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in like, I guess it was Missouri, mm-hmm. is it one of the really hotbed areas. Right. And they are literally coming out, and they're publicly saying to Muslim, particularly youths in America, youths, yeah. that you need to rise up, mm-hmm. that it's time for you to rise up and turn America into Palestine. You think... That that we don't need to be armed, and I, I'm telling you, and we've been saying this for years, right. that everybody thinks, oh, you know, the Muslims in America are peaceful. You are kidding yourself if you're going to fall for that, and they're not even being quiet about it. Well, now. they're being
1: told by their religious leaders to get yeah. ready,
0: step step up, get it's ready time to rise up against the infidel and turn America into Palestine. This is actually being said by a lot. Of leaders. You'll, we're going to play some of the video. You're going to be surprised. Eight, million or maybe you're not. People
1: came over the border.
0: Right. Crazy. It's going to be a mess. Yep.